Today on the Part Life Podcast, the left is promising a summer of rage, and let's talk about all the reasons they have to be mad at us. Happy Tuesday, pro-life family. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> normally I've got my little iPad here and I got my notes, things. This list is so dang long, I had to break out the, the real computer here. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm happy I've already had my big can of espresso shots and I've got my other cup of coffee here. So much caffeine. This list of things to talk about, it's been a spicy couple of weeks since we we last chatted here that's your favorite word isn't it spicy yeah. it's spicy because Saucy. because i can say that and it doesn't really offend anyone but you know what i mean right you right. know um so i can yes it's it's been we live in spicy times guys oh my gosh <laughs> you thought you thought you know we've had the fiery but mostly peaceful summer we've had um some really great Mo summers mostly peaceful but ahead of us is the summer of rage. We're not even trying to hide it anymore. No, not um, we. It's the the pro-abortion people have a summer of rage plan. It's true. The 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 other guys. Um, so it's been going around. I've seen it in my social media. The anarchists are promoting this, and we went digging for articles on the summer of rage 2022, and found that the women's march is pledging. A summer of rage. You can sign up on their website to pledge. Apparently. I actually already did. I signed up. I, you, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, gonna join the summer of rage. I'm gonna rage. Oh, <laughs> actually, I can't wait to get the first email and see what it says. Right. Here's how to rage. Here's how. No. Playbook. Oh my gosh. It'll be like rules for radicals. Yeah. Highly recommend reading that book. By the way, we have to know yeah. our enemy. So yeah. We've That's, already kicked off the summer of rage, though. We have, we have, um, and we we joke, but this is a serious thing. There are almost daily now acts of vandalism against churches, pregnancy centers. So Jane's Revenge um, recently graffitied. Uh, if abortions aren't safe, neither are you. They've graffitied um, that in multiple places multiple too. Places, That's their yes. new tagline here. So church protests. There was. Uh, in Houston, St. Bart's Tabernacle was stolen. Uh, Holy Rosary vandalized. Where, where was that? It's That's in downtown Midtown Houston. Houston. Yeah. yeah, Midtown Houston, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I had to put a comma in here because it said June 7, naked protesters at Lakewood Church. Yes. Um, at first I read that in June, seven naked protesters, but it's no. It was well, there one, might have been seven. It, it was right. on June seven. There's a video, protesters. it's blurred out. If Thank you want to check it God. out. Yeah, Joel Olstein is a pretty famous pastor. Right. Um, he's been criticized for having like really lightweight Christian mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Prosperity but, gospel. Right, but actually he's gotten a little better with that. And mm -hmm. maybe that's why he's attracting uh, protesters because well, the they don't like what he's preaching. He has a very big platform mm -hmm. uh, being broadcast to millions of TVs. But the protesters said the reason they targeted his church was because he has such a big, big platform. They wanted their message to reach Free those million people. For them. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't think that it actually worked because whenever you watch the broadcast, like you can't tell anyone was there. It, it might have been like somebody coughing or something like that. That's about the um, extent kind of that you out. can tell yeah. 
from the broadcast, but they're going, they're invading churches, and there have mm. been additional naked protesters in churches. <laughs> there have. Since then, that's been a couple weeks now since the Lakewood got hit. started doing their thing. Yep, yep. So we've got some more. We've got a bunch of church protests. What else do we have? Uh, pregnancy center vandalism. So we've got two pregnancy centers, Washington State, four in Portland, uh, Oregon Right to Life got vandalized, a pregnancy center in Long Beach, California. Two pregnancy centers in Denton, pregnancy center in Austin, uh, Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life, uh, yeah, Iowa Agape Pregnancy Center Res Pregnancy Resource Center, Iowa Family Action. Uh, there's there's a note, Michigan, uh, yeah, Michigan, North Carolina, Alabama, uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, three in Maryland, a couple in Virginia, Washington D.C. Yikes, um, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's calls for more. I mean, that's the whole point. These women are these people are so mad that Roe is likely about to be overturned. They know they're losing, so I guess they think that their politics no longer work, so they have to just commit violence instead. And right. that's awful. They're literally encouraging criminal activity and violence. And I don't mean like words are violent. I mean like actual no. violence, like arson mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, assassinating Kavanaugh and, you know, right. stuff like that. So that was a thing that was attempted. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank God that guy is in jail now for right. trying to assassinate Kavanaugh. I mean, come on. Yeah. On June 8th, so we have this on our website, and it feels like yep. it's been so long since that happened. But since it's the only Dobbs been. Leak. Yeah. Uh, no, this was even after after the Dobbs leak. And what you talked about, I'm going to get back to this in a second. Hold on. We're, we're on a tangent. <laughs> um, so like you said a second ago, the abortion activists know that they're losing. They know that we are on track to overturn Roe. And they don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, they do have other things that do, to do. They can go back to the states and campaign and use the uh, Democratic Republic process like normal people would do. Like we did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Instead, they are going to use mob rule against uh, people like us, against an entire branch of government, yep. uh, the Supreme Court. And they're going to try to bully and use these scare tactics into stopping the justices they hope from overturning Roe. That if they can um, scare the justices, even if like with this attempted murder on Kavanaugh, if they would have pulled that off, that would have that could have uh, thwarted the entire um, movement of overturning Roe v. Wade. So that's that's what they're hoping to do. That's what they want to do. And praise God. They haven't succeeded by any means. Like they haven't taken any lives. Uh, they've burned and destroyed a lot of property. Yeah. They have harassed the Supreme Court justices. From what we can tell, we'll, we're still on track to overturn Roe. Um, but we don't know until the decision actually comes out. So anyways, end of tangent. All right. Now, an abortion activist was arrested for the attempted murder of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. This poor man. Um, an armed abortion activist was arrested by police on Wednesday, uh, earlier in June, around June 8th, for attempting to murder Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Um, he was in uh, Judge Kavanaugh's home neighborhood. He was caught with a bag that had a Glock 17 pistol, ammunition, pepper spray, tactical knife, hammer, screwdriver, crowbar, zip ties, Ooh. and duct tape, among other gear. He had traveled there from California to Washington, D.C. and That's said way. and said that he was there to try to murder Judge Kavanaugh. 
And I think one of the most shocking things about the story is how deep the mainstream media buried it. On yeah. the day after, it was nowhere on the mainstream. Like you were not on the front page of uh, New York Times or CNN. Like you had to scroll down very far on any of these mainstream websites to find it. And just think, if the roles had been reversed, mm -hmm. if a pro-lifer had done any one of these things, not even just like this entire list that we mentioned, if a pro-lifer had done one of them, it would be everywhere. We would be the right-wing extremists. We are uh, yeah. dragged through the mud. But whenever the other side does it, that's fine. That's just fiery, but mostly peaceful. Fiery, but mostly yeah. peaceful. Yeah, 2020 was fiery, but mostly, mostly peaceful. But we're not projecting 2022's summer to be fiery, but mostly peaceful. They're just outright saying this will be the summer of rage. Right. So... Buckle up and get ready. Um, we don't fully know what that means. We'll see what actually happens, but the lines are being drawn very clearly. Um, this one, I mean, we all have that awkward, like, you know who you can and can't talk to at Thanksgiving kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is like, these. this is where the lines are being drawn. And we don't really know anymore who's gonna go rage and to what extent, but when they're saying, um, firebombings and vandalism are the least of what they'll do. Yeah. That's a little scary. Yeah. They've said everything that we've seen has been G-rated so far compared to what they're planning to do. Mm. And it's whenever you're really in that position, it is scary. Like if we think back to when the Texas Heartbeat Act took effect in September, that was, I think for many of us, that was like the toughest point of our careers. Maybe yeah. some of for a bunch of us, the scariest point of our lives because there are people on the internet, thousands of people saying, I want to come attack Texas right to life. We had the bomb threats. We had um, yeah. just- Several of our staff alleged team had personal death threats. And yeah. it was it was yeah. very personalized mm -hmm. and really, really awful and scary. Um, so if you're scared by any of this, I'm sorry, protect yourself, protect your family. Yeah. So there's there's these other places where the attacks are very heavily concentrated. Like I've said many a times that if we were located in Portland, we would have been possibly murdered a long time ago. Oh my gosh, um, that's terrible. It is, I'm... it is. But that's how these, these attacks are spilling out. So we have to make sure that we stand strong together as a pro-life movement and uh, a priority for us too, it has been uh, connecting with some of the other pro-life groups and talking about how we kind of made ourselves cancel proof because we've already been through the summer of rage with the Texas Heartbeat Act. The entire ire of the pro-abortion left was directed solely on us. Yep. Yeah, for, for a couple a months long, there. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. for a long time where, you know, doors locked every day, phones are turned off, like shutting everything down because officers at the front desk yes yep. yes police officers here on site and mm -hmm. because we've been through all of this and these other pro-life groups are just now getting a taste of that and yeah. so some of them you know have reached out and said that they're um trying to make themselves cancel proof and so you yeah. know just sharing what we have learned through all of that, yep. but that's just what happens whenever you stand up for what's right, you're going to draw the ire of 
those who disagree, those who don't believe in uh, the sanctity of human life. And you said a really great analogy earlier from a pastor recently. Is that um, it? it was a quote, and I'll I'll throw the quote in the notes. Um, trying to remember exactly. I, was, I listened to a lot of podcasts driving around, and we'll talk about why I was driving around uh, in our next segment here uh, this last week. Um, but it was a quote about you if you go in a dark room and you hit the light switch and the light doesn't come on, you don't get mad at the dark. You go, what's wrong with the light? Yeah, why and isn't it We're looking on? at our culture and we're mad at the dark that it's dark. Like, it's time to turn on the light. It's time to go be the light. Time to take the light to the darkness and drive it out. You know, yeah. that's that's where we're at. We can't sit around being mad at the dark. Right. right. The dark is what it is like. That is what the dark does. And we shouldn't be surprised whenever we see the summer of rage and we see all of these um, very broken people yeah. trying to hurt others. Even the people who are trying to attack us, we have to minister to our enemies. Christ on the cross forgave his enemies. He didn't wait till after they stopped persecuting him to forgive them. It's while he was being persecuted by them, he forgave them. Right. Well, and you look at kind of the protests of the 60s and like kind of the the crazy anti-war protests and the free love and the debaucherous culture that the was summer going on. Of then, love. The summer oh, of love. Um, and all of that. And what you really see is a bunch of hurting broken people looking for something. Yeah. And out of that came when the church caught up the Jesus movement happened, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people found God then found Jesus and found what they were looking for out of that. And it's, it's a symptom. The WWJD came, yeah. yeah, all that came. I remember being a kid having all those bracelets. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Us homeschool kids had a lot of those things. Like, oh, they were everywhere. Yeah, that was cool. That's right. We, we were, were allowed to have, we were both homeschool kids. Oh were gosh. you ever homeschooled? I was not homeschooled. <sighs> You're the only normal by... one here. I guess so. No. <laughs> No, that's a stretch there, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Well, it but, is interesting to think, oh, sorry, but ahead. yeah, that uh, when you talk about like people are looking for something, it's like they want to join a tribe, right? Everybody yeah. wants to be part of a family, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a bunch of bored, lonely, young adults, they're looking for a family, they're looking for a club or a tribe, whatever and you want to call it. Yeah. And it's so easy to become radicalized. So, so back mm -hmm. like with the summer of love and the war protests or, or good or bad, right? They're, they're, they want to be part of something. And with this summer, these, these probably a lot of young women are being radicalized because they, they might've been pro-choice to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, but now their friends are going and doing this thing and protesting at someone's house and, yep. uh, buying a gun to try to assassinate someone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's terrifying. We saw it with the BLM movement, how easy it was for someone who never really was involved in this sort of mission before is now being radicalized and throwing firebombs at police officers. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it makes me think just to go straight back to this has always been our method. It's like one conversation at a time, yep. one heart at a time. Mm -hmm. And I wish we could speed it up. I wish we could expedite this process, but you can't. And right. it, well, we it, can only talk to so many people. So then we talk to a whole bunch of you guys and then you go talk to right. one person at a time. So we have to have these conversations one-on-one -on -one, and that's what, uh, that's how you reach a person's soul. And so, mm -hmm. um, yep it's so important to have these relationships with these young people and to to give them a family, a club, a tribe, a, yep. 
a, a church, a community, so that they won't become radicalized. It's just crazy. Yeah. And talk to a young person today. Yes. <laughs> that's your goal. That's your assignment. And we didn't even talk about over the weekend, Amy Coney Barrett uh, had protesters outside of her house. And again, it's a bunch, uh, a handful of women marching around uh, in front of her property, and they had and weird um, cosplay. Yeah. Yes, very weird <laughs> cosplay. What were they wearing? They had white, dressed in all white, and then on the crotch of their white pants, oh, they had red yeah. blood. That's um, so awful. Obviously, every time, and then they're carrying around baby dolls, like a mangled up baby dolls, and I don't exactly so know weird. what their point is because I oh. think in doing that, they acknowledge that. This is a child's life that when they have an abortion. So I think it it's the whole sentiment of we we know it's a life, but we don't care. Right. Like I yeah. my right trumps their right. Because I've I've definitely met a lot of people at college campuses because that's what I mostly do mm-hmm. um for Texas Right to Life. I, I talk to college students all day. Yeah. Um and they they're like, I don't care. Sure, it's a life, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter their life, but they're not a person yet. That's their yeah. main talking point. It doesn't matter if it's alive. It's not a person yet. So they might that that might be exactly why they're carrying around these right baby dolls with red paint on them, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like their version of sticking it to the man. You know, it's 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 really sad. Yeah, yeah, and it's because you know they're they're targeting Amy Coney Barrett. Whenever she was being first confirmed uh, in the Senate confirmation hearings for a lower court, not the Supreme Court yet. Uh, Diane Feinstein said, the dogma lives loudly within you. And she meant that as a bad thing. Like, I'm very concerned because you're a very religious person. And it was funny because a lot of uh, people in the Christian world would say like, yes, like the dogma lives loudly within me. And they were excited about it. And I remember hearing that and I was like, I have to step up my game. I want the dogma to live loudly in me. <laughs> me too. Victoria's ACB. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, not loud enough, awesome. apparently. Obviously. Yeah. So if you're ever in a Senate confirmation hearing, your goal is to get a senator to say the dogma lives loudly within you. Hashtag goals. Yes. Yes. And we hope that Amy Coney Barrett will stay true to those convictions and end up voting to overturn Roe. Again, we do not have the final opinion yet. And um, we are know. hours to days, maybe. Yes, now. any minute. It's, yeah, well, right. Very soon. Yes, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. So this Tuesday or Thursday, and then what about next week? It could be basically every week ish. The Supreme Court will announce. Okay, these days we're going to release opinions. They don't have a set schedule, at least not one that's available publicly. They just say like. Okay, Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to release some opinions. And so then everybody tunes into the Supreme Court website and it's like, refresh, 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 uh, right. waiting for the uh, to see what opinions have come out that day. Uh, usually this happens around 9 a.m. This starts around 9 a.m. Central Time and then ends around 10 a.m. Central Time. So just between that, everybody's sitting at their computers waiting, waiting, waiting. You don't have to be one of those people who sits at your computer waiting, 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 because we are those people. So if you text pro-life to 40237. There's your plug. Yes, you'll you'll be notified. We will alert you so you don't have to sit and go refresh, 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 refresh every tu- Tuesday and Thursday this week. Last week, it was a couple of different days. So 
Um, the opinion is going to come out, though, at the end of their term. There's not a set date of when their term ends, but um, they don't have too many opinions left. I think it's about 16-ish. And so they have this week, a couple days, then probably within the next couple of weeks, they'll get all of their opinions out. And then the summer of rage, I guess, will ensue. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we've talked about how everybody's big mad. Let's talk about why they're big mad Ooh. after these important pieces of information. Save the date for Boots on the Ground. It's an awesome pro-life conference coming up January 28th and 29th. Come to Austin, Texas with us to march to the Capitol, to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade, to commemorate Roe v. Wade, and to learn from expert pro-life speakers on how to keep Texas pro-life forever. Come to Austin with us and hear from Ryan Bomberger, our keynote speaker who shares his personal story, and so much more. Book your tickets today, bootsonthegroundtx.com. See you in January. The Supreme Court could overturn Roe v. Wade within weeks or even days. We have a bold, groundbreaking agenda for this historic moment. First, we need to enforce our laws and make sure liberal district attorneys don't give abortionists a free pass. Second, we need to expand the life-saving alternatives to abortion program. And third, we need to protect vulnerable hospital patients. Do you believe in this vision? Go to texasrighttolife.com stand to donate now and save lives after Roe. Oh, hello. Didn't see you there. Just hanging out with my friends. Oh. Kim Schwartz, Veronica Arnold-Smither. Um, <laughs> yes. This is the most cheese ball moment. It's you may wonder not... why we're wearing construction oh, equipment. Are we? Our... Oh my god! I wear this every day. Yes. <laughs> and why? Because we're building is... a pro-life Texas. We are. Oh. We are. This, this was the theme for our booth at the uh, GOP convention here in Texas this last week. And we're not always just cheese. Well, we kind of know. are. This yes. is definitely just the cheesiest cheese thing I've ever done with oh, y'all. No. It's pretty, I'm cringing so hard this right now. This is not <laughs> cheesy enough. Oh. Okay, for our audio listeners, is... we are wearing hard hats that say Build a Pro-Life Texas. Veronica and I are sporting some nice neon yellow vests. I have a photo booth prop that says Dump Planned Parenthood, and it is a dump truck to go with our construction I, I like, theme. I like the, uh, the, the backhoe here with I Dig Life. Yeah. Oh, that no, that is fun. an excavator, sir. Uh, sorry. <laughs> excavator. My voice would correct you on that, too. I've got one that says Wreck Roe v. Wade. I like that one. And it has a wrecking ball. It's got ball. a wrecking ball, like yep. Miley Cyrus yep. style. Yes. If, that if you're watching the audio head. version, you're going you're gonna to have to hit the YouTube version because... Yes. <laughs> this okay. is... I don't think this is cheesy enough. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty this cheesed is, out. I'm going to take the vest off. It's kind of silly. We're all going to have the helmet hair. I'm committed. <laughs> so we have the episode. last week was a very busy week for us. So while why we're talking about How's my why, hair? Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> You're good. Why why are we having a summer of rage? It's because we are doing a phenomenal job at saving lives. And one of those is through the Republican Party of Texas platform. So you know you have the Republican Party of Texas, it is, it is a body that exists. And one of our priorities at Texas Right to Life is to make sure that the Republican Party of Texas platform is strongly pro-life because those are the guiding principles of the state party. And so whenever we go and try to make laws, 
And our Republican lawmakers are asking, what is important to the, the Republican voters? Well, we have this platform that tells us what's important. Um, so we have to make sure that we have strong pro-life planks in the platform. And then there's the legislative priorities too, where uh, the Republicans say like, okay, among all these issues that are in the platform, these are our most important yep. ones. Mm -hmm. And so we made some big progress in keeping the platform strong. We don't have results yet on the legislative priorities, but we made some good progress on uh, getting strong language for the abolish abortion legislative priority mm -hmm. and strong language for um, getting rid of the 10 day rule. And we've talked about that before on, I think it was episode nine in the podcast. Somewhere in there. Yes, we can throw that in the description. Yeah, for I'm sure. having a hard time taking you seriously no, right now. <laughs> this is great. Like I, puns are like my priority in <laughs> from this last week. Uh, so we had a booth at the Republican Party of Texas convention, this big old expo hall. And uh, it was a construction theme because it one was. of our priorities is building a pro-life Texas. Yep after Roe v. Wade. And so thank you to everybody who came and stopped by our booth and uh, donned one of these great hats like I am doing right now, uh, visited us, talked to us about um, the priorities for what comes next after Roe v. Wade. And uh, yeah, so that's one thing that we did last week with the Republican Party of Texas Convention here in Houston. But at the same time, so many things were going on last week. Yeah, so y'all were with like 8,000 of our closest friends, right? Yes. All week. Yes. Yep, yep. I was with our brand new class of college students. So every year, every year we bring in a new fresh batch of college kids uh, who are super pro-life and uh, want training on bioethics and leadership skills and things like that. So this year we had our training in San Antonio. We move it around every year so that different people could come and visit and experience it for themselves. So we flew in students from all over though. Like we had, we have people every year, we have some people from California. So we always like to tease them like, aren't you glad you're in Texas? And <laughs> like, yeah, so they're all going to school here in Texas uh, in the fall. They're gonna go join places like University of Dallas and Texas A&M and Trinity University and all these places. And so for an entire week, they're learning bioethics, science, history, politics, uh, learning all about how to marketing. dialogue, marketing. Yes. Yeah, Kim came and gave <laughs> marketing. <laughs> yeah, no, pointing to your hat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. yeah. So they learn from our departments on how to run a pro-life group successfully how to do really great events and then every single day we practice dialogue that's probably the thing that we emphasize the absolute most because on campus the main thing that the students are going to be doing is having a booth out on the quad or somewhere at a uh, bus stop on campus somewhere in the high, high traffic, traffic areas yeah. and with pamphlets and flyers and saying like hey when uh, polling people when do you think life begins or another great question they do for their polls is when do you think abortion should be legal or illegal and so they get uh, strangers to come and answer the poll and then that sparks uh, a conversation. And so they'll say like, we're out here representing our pro-life group. What's your opinion? And so we train the students to ask questions and um, uh, help someone use the Socratic or they use the Socratic method to help strangers realize what their own beliefs are. And sometimes just hearing their own beliefs out loud, the students, the strangers will say like, actually, yeah, I'm not really sure where I stand. And that is again, another 
moment when our college pro-life students will say like, well, I re I represent this pro-life group. Can I tell you my opinion? Can I tell you about, you know, the science of fetal development, things like that. So it's really awesome. It's such a fun week. And uh, oh my gosh, it was so great this whole week. Everybody's on pins and needles waiting for a row to be overturned. And um, yeah. And then at the same time, we were, our social media was like loaded up with RPT stuff yeah. and the fellowship training. Yep. Uh, so that was really fun. Uh, maybe next year I'll try not to have them be on the same week. <laughs> but it nice. was really cool <laughs> that it was the same week. Yeah. It was really busy. And at the same time, we're getting into a serious topic now. So I guess. Oh, I okay. Now you have to take. Oh, okay, yeah. Ditch uh, all this. Oh, sad. Ditch the toys. No, okay, I'm okay. sad because I really like. I'm just going to leave mine right. Yes. Okay. That's pretty epic. Keep the logo um, straight. Yeah. So anyways, at the same time as the Republican Party of Texas Convention, at the same time as the fellowship training in San Antonio, we had three requests. We worked on three requests for patient advocacy. Uh, two of them were about brain death. And uh, the other one, I'm not quite sure because it came on Saturday. So Emily's not here. She's off, uh, you know, recouping and working on some of the uh, stuff that's related to that case. So we had three different requests uh, for patient advocacy and trying to minister to those uh, families that are in that really life or death situation. But the big victory from last week is that a Republican flipped a Democrat district red for the first time in a hundred years yep. in that district. Republican Myra Flores uh, is kind of the superstar of the GOP right now. Yeah, um, she, uh, Elon posted, he yeah. tweeted Wednesday morning that he voted for Myra Flores. That's this legit. Is first time he ever voted Republican and massive red wave coming in 2022. You bet. Wow, so, good job, Elon. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's not pro-life yet. We've got to pray for him because uh, Tesla is one of the companies that pays for uh, women's out abortion, state abortion out travel. of state. Yep. Yeah. So got to pray for Elon. He's getting there. We got to get there. But uh, Myra Flores, like what you were talking about, people have been asking her, why is there this shift among Hispanic communities now voting for Republicans instead of Democrats? And she said, there's not a Hispanic shift that the communities on the border have always been pro-life, pro-family, um, have these very core values. And it's the Democratic Party that has shifted. The Democratic Party has gone so far left that the Hispanic voters are now saying, well, you don't represent us anymore. And so they voted for Myra Flores. This was a special election for the sitting uh, congressman for te Texas 34th Congressional District. He retired. So this term. This is to finish out the remainder of the term until January. So it's a big deal that Myra Flores won this special election, but it's not like yeah. this is the end of the election cycle. This is going to foreshadow. This is the tip of the iceberg as we go into November. She's running uh, for re-election now, I guess, in November for that same seat. We have a handful of seats in that area that we're going to focus heavily on. And that's one of the reasons why this district turned red is because Republicans have seen that, you know, we have a chance to be competitive in these communities now. 
and because the Democratic Party has always taken that vote for granted. Yep. And Myra Flores said this herself. It's not that the Hispanic community has changed in their values. They've always been pro-life, pro-family, um, but voted Democrat on these other policies. But now the party has gone so far left and the Democratic Party has taken advantage and um, taken for granted the Hispanic vote there, that they've ignored that area. They don't see it as a priority to reach out to those voters, but we do. We know that life is one of the foremost issues yeah. for that group. And so that's why um, we're, we're getting involved heavily in the Valley for the election, because we know that this is our chance that we can kick Nancy Pelosi out of the speaker seat and yeah. uh, have this huge take advantage of the red wave that's coming in November. Yeah. Yeah, and she's not even the first person to flip a district. In recent years, Pete Flores did the mm -hmm. same thing. And so it's like we we are, it's not just a one-off. Like there's so much hope here. Yep. You, there's a trend, an honest to gosh trend. And Texas Right to Life actually was one of the first organizations, that makes me really proud, yeah. one of the first organizations to go into the Valley and instigate this along with the voters who were saying like, we want to vote Republican now. And so I can't wait to see who's next and maybe you're in the valley and you want to run for office, call our call our political director yeah. and he will happily talk to you. You know, my mom told me she grew up uh, an Illinois Democrat and that's just, that was blue collar culture. That's the way everybody was. And then she moved out here and realized that the party had left mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing in the valley is everybody's kind of realizing like the party left me. I, you know, I've ha I have these beliefs. I have actually what turn out to actually be conservative beliefs. Yeah. And the party I thought I was associated with has gone wackadoodle. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's what else? They're, the left is kooky dukes, guys. I, mean, they, they <laughs> I, are. Love, I love your they words are. today. <laughs> so, um, I, I have small children. So, you know, <laughs> the ocean is kooky dukes. Yep. Um, Truth. So, you know, you, you, if you start voting your beliefs and not just a party line, you find that uh, you vote pro-life and, you know. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. So one of the really cool things that is incorporated with our Valley Outreach is that not just that, oh, we are necessarily trying to change people's minds. We always are. But the easiest part of this job is we just have to point out what the voter believes and where the Democratic Party really is now and how far they've shifted, all we have to do is expose that. We don't have to convince them to believe that abortion is wrong. They already believe that. We just have to point it out. And yeah. so I'm really excited for November. It's going to be a shellacking for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. I like, thought you were going to say something else for a second. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we don't yeah. need the E on this podcast. Very no. self-controlled of you. Yes, yes. It's going to be a shellacking, um, a beatdown of the uh, Democrats in November because uh, there's they're, they're just losing touch with so many key groups and Hispanic vote in Texas is one of them. They've alienated so much of America by calling normal people French. They've tried yes. to act like what's really a normal belief in this country, French. Yes. And they're going to find out it's not so French. Yep. Yep. It's true. So that's all the great stuff that we had happening last oh, week. One more thing. I oh, saw yeah. Friday, Iowa Supreme Court decided that 
the state constitution does not protect abortion. Oh, does wow. not give you a right to abortion. Yeah. Um, which reversed, I guess, a 2018 decision that it did at the time. Yep. Um, so Iowa's governor uh, was very proud of the Iowa Supreme Court. So good job, guys. Nice. Well done. Yeah. South Dakota is abortion free. Their last abortion clinic stopped taking appointments and basically a shutdown. So, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Forgot about that one. We talked about that one too. There's a it lot. A, There's, it's been a busy week. It's a good week. And this is the tip of the iceberg. So keep yep. praying that uh, the Supreme Court's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, text pro life to 40237 to get notified when it does. Anything else? Come to all of our events, save the world. It's going to be great. Yeah. Talk to some friends. <laughs> yeah. Make, make new friends, build a pro life Texas. Change hearts and minds. We have funny hats. Build a pro-life Texas. <sighs> I roll. Stop it. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay. That's about all the seriousness I can keep up with you guys. So I think we're going to have to wrap this show up. Until next week, guys. Yeah. Text us. Get get those updates when, when the Supreme Court decision drops. Until then. Share this with your friends. Seriously, go out. Be that light of the darkness and change some hearts and minds, save some lives. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>